Welcome to the Oaken Bucket Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. My friend Peyton's here today. You want to say hi to everybody? Hey, everybody. Hi. So, Peyton's going to be a new monthly guest. We're bringing a new segment to the show. The Hot List. I love it. I'm excited. It's going to be a monthly surprise segment. We talked about what it's going to be, but I will not know the theme as the months go on. I might know this one, but as it goes on, I have no idea what it's going to be. Surprise for everybody. That just shows how much trust you have in me, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then I think for the rest of today, we're going to talk about maybe we got some new Marvel trailers today. New Thor movie. Maybe we'll talk about that. And then uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit of baseball. We'll see how it goes. I love it. So let's do it. Bring on the hot list. What is this month's theme? This month's hot list is the Chicago Cubs. Okay. Baseball is finally in full swing. Um, I'm finally getting around to watching some Cubbies. And I think this is a as good a time as ever to talk about them. So, without further ado, I have to pull it up because I had to write it down. So, I'm going to start with number five first. Okay. So, number five is going to be Bodie. David Bodie. Yes. Not even I playing know. right now. I know. <laughs> I feel like he's so, like, underrated because when he when he does come in, like, he makes a good impact. So, that's also attractive, you know, you're actually able to make an impact on the field. But he just has really pretty eyes, he's got the face, he's he's just great all around. I feel like he would be fantastic. I can see that. Then, <laughs> I, then I'm going to go number four is our main man, Suzuki. Suzuki made the hot list. He did make the hot list for many reasons. I I will be 100% honest, his little, like, soul patch thing throws me a little bit, but... I think that's the Japanese facial hair staple, though. (laughs) I I know it is. I know. But, um, no, he's just so, like, personable, too. I mean, I'm the type of person, you know, you've got to have a personality to make you attractive. So, I feel like he is an amazing player, but he is so humble and personable and that just makes him the whole package so and he is number four and he loves mike trout he's <laughs> first uh he does. media that, day that cracked me up and four home runs on the season so far so i know he i mean he's what batting around 400 i mean he's on fire honestly yeah probably best player right now he, did you see he made uh, National League Player of the Week this week? No, I missed that post. Yeah, he did that today. So, definitely another reason to be on the list. Um, number three is Willie Contreras. The catcher. The catcher who is yes. in contract negotiations. God, I love him. I hope he sticks around. I understand, but he's just one of my favorites. He's one of those poor guys, I feel like. Um, that just makes the team whole, and I just really hope he stays around. He's a good catcher. Like, I don't think anyone can deny that, the impact yeah. that he does have on the game. So I see the number three spot. 
Yes, solid number three. Um, second place is Horner. Nico Horner? Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just a little, like, the hair flip out of the baseball cap and the baseball helmet. It just, it does it for me. This is Normally unprecedented. I like long hair guys. <laughs> it hit, I'm not hit the first home run of the season for the Cubs. Yep. An opening day. Yep. Wow. So that was number two. And number one is Patrick Wisdom. He just kind of gives me that Arietta vibes, like he's muscular and fit and he's got the thrust and he's got the the athletic ability to back it up. So Patrick Wisdom is my number one. Nice. No Frank the Tank, Swindell? No, he was, let's just say he was honorable mention. How okay, you got sixth place, Frank. <laughs> so, yes, that was this month's hot list. I'll be sure to come up with something good next month. I'll take any and all requests. Oh, we're, we're definitely looking forward to it. Let's see what <laughs> comes out of there. So, I think... If we're just staying on the cubbies right now, we'll go, we'll stay with this yeah. flow. So this is the first season, kind of, it's not obviously the first full season because we have to get to the trade deadline for like a year of, but, you know, everyone's gone. Or yeah, potentially, thanks right? For bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the, I guess the clean way to say it is just like, okay, Ryan, Rizzo, Baez, all gone. There's obviously the Contreras issue with the contract, but he's playing. Like, he's not requesting a trade or anything. He's playing through it. Yeah. What does it feel like going into this season as a fan right now with what the team has? Um, if I'm being honest, it's, it's hard. Like, it's hard to want to watch all these new guys because, you know, we've all – develop this love for you know Baez and Rizzo and Bryant and to see them go is kind of stinks but um just even the first what nine games nine ten games this season I feel like these new guys are giving us hope I mean Suzuki Frank Tank like I just feel like they're all doing really well and so it's given me a bit of hope but that's the story of being a Cubs fan right <laughs> yeah you live off of hope and I think uh you know, the one good thing that you probably have coming into last year is you have, like, Ortega, Swindell, and Wisdom, who, you know, kind of played really well last year and earned their spots yeah. on the team. For sure. For I feel season. like they're definitely going to make a difference here as soon as they all, you know, come together and, and create that team bonding. I feel like that, you know, the 2016, you know, Cubs had and with Rizzo and Bryant, they just need to get there, I feel like. Yeah, and then obviously there's, like, the surprise sign-in. Like, who would have thought Seiya Suzuki was going to come to town? Like, there was none of that. Like, that wasn't some rumor floating around. Like, we're busy watching if Rizzo was actually coming back. Yeah. Is, uh, I guess that was really the only one. Uh, You know, Schwarber was even in the mix a little bit, like, the day yeah. before they actually signed. Um, And then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, hey, guess who we got? It's five-time... 
MVP from a Japanese league. It's like, oh, okay. Suzuki, he also loves Mike Trout, so he's going to be great. <laughs> so, what do you think, what's the expected outcome for this team? I got go actually let me I, let me let me reword that for a second. Okay. What's what's the fan outlook for this team? Like what would be the best possible like season as a fan right now? Like what would you want Being the team to accomplish? Yeah. Being above 500, you know, obviously making the playoffs would be incredible, but I'm I'm expecting or hoping I should say that we're above 500. You know, yeah, it's hard to say with, you know, the Cardinals. I mean, they're always a big rival and, um, you know, pool hose is back. And so you just never know how they're going to do. And then I feel like, you know, we always are constantly battling with Pittsburgh as well. Um, so I think that as long as we're above 500, I think I will personally call it a successful season. Yeah. And I think the realistic because that's where like my next question would have been is like what's the realistic point of this team like what you know like is the realism yeah. third is it third place <laughs> is it like a 500 third place is it not that's last what i'm thinking this year yes not last i really think we we will either fall behind the cardinals and or the cardinals and pittsburgh at this point would but you, it's really early to tell yeah I mean, like, right now, just looking at the stand, it's like, this is a way too early standings, yeah. like, with baseball, <laughs> 162 games, and most teams played eight or nine. Right. But like, the Cardinals are first, five and three, Cubs are five and four, Pirates are five and yeah. four, Brewers five and five, and then the Reds are two and eight. Um, yeah. You know. Way too early, but as long as I feel like 500, I feel like I'll be a happy camper with the Cubs. Actually, that just reminds me of something I saved on Instagram. The <laughs> Cubs have some very high offensive stats so far this season. Really? Because I've been just, I mean, everyone always pays attention to, you know, yeah, the so offensive side of it. Barcel Carl from Barcel Chicago. No free shout-outs, Carl. Said so the Cubs have the number one offense in the MLB, bad and average first, uh, OBP first, slug in fourth, OPS first, strikeout rate sixth, and walks ninth. Wow. I'm actually surprised by that. Yeah, I was too when I saw it, considering like every other team that's scoring right now. Like, not that right, Cubs have all like, these dominant hitters and, you know. Maybe Suzuki is just mainly that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just crazy. I was watching the, like, Jays-Rangers opening week. Yeah. Um, Because extra innings was free, and, you know, they scored <laughs> 6, 13. Scored, like, 17 runs that game, like, overall, like, each, you know, together. Yeah. Like, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then you look at, I feel like the Cubs haven't been scoring, but I guess that stat didn't say they were the number one scoring league. Right, you know, but really, they're defensively doing really well. Yeah, they're plus seven right now in run diff. So, yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I'm really hopeful for this year. Um, I even sent like you know I was watching the the Rockies game yesterday, and 
I sent a Snapchat to my dad and I was like, of Chris Bryant. And I was like, this is just pure heartbreak, you know, <laughs> like I, I hope he's happy. I hope he's doing well, but this is absolutely breaking my heart right now. <laughs> As, and I, mean, I guess that I could actually go into another question is like the Chris Bryant sign. Like Rizzo's makes sense to me signing with the Yankees. I think it's a, he's in the unfortunate situation that he was mad at the Cubs for, you know, there was arguments yeah. that he, he wanted the Freddie Freeman money. It didn't happen. He got traded and he still doesn't have Freddie Freeman money. Right. You know, like, but it makes sense to sign I mean, with the Yankees. Right. But now. I, just, I don't know. I don't understand. Well, personally, I would never want to go to the Yankees. But again, that's me. That's being biased. That's not making a business decision. But. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know what the right place for him was. I just wish it was with Chicago. And I know that his time was probably up with Chicago. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, with that, with what the disagreements could have been on and you know, if they would have not traded him, there's nothing that says he wanted to resign. Right. Then, you know, bias to the Tigers that, you know, that's what it is. He would have went anywhere. I think, I don't think that's a, Super surprising uh, yeah. thing. Funny that the Mets couldn't <laughs> resign him, but right, <laughs> like after you traded yeah. for him to play a alongside Lindor, but now Chris Bryant to the Rockies. That's just that's something else. I I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, I don't. They're, I mean, they're third right now, six and three. But I think uh, for a team that was like getting rid of guys. From Arenado two seasons ago to a few other guys, and they're you know quote unquote rebuilding, and then signed Chris Bryant for six or eight years, whatever they gave him. Yeah. Uh, for a team that you know isn't really, no one's like, oh hey, this team's making you know they're gonna win a World right. Series now with this. How does like right. how does like that like, feel? No, I feel like. Don't be wrong. I think Chris Bryan is a great player and everything, but like even towards the end of time with the Cubs, like I feel like he was just kind of falling apart a little bit, not in a good drastic sense, but and you know he got it a little bit back with the Rockies, but I feel like he's not gonna he is not that World Series type of player. He's not gonna be the one player that's gonna make the absolute difference for one team to go to the World Series. I think that he has great attributes i think he's a great asset to any team but he just is not that caliber of player i feel like yeah and i mean he obviously had like a rough second half last year with the giants like he wasn't what i think the giants thought he would be and i think most he was getting his numbers back up with the Cubs, but he wasn't what i think the giants were hoping he was going to bring to the table which is why yeah that fell through um but I think I think you're right with a lot of the like the expectations, and I think that's the one thing to look at because the Cubs have such a what do I want to say about the fan base? They have a fan base, right? Like like they they got a fan base. They have a fan. Yeah, fan base shows up, but you know how how much of that fan base is affected by these you know decisions, and you know where where does the line get drawn for the fans and the management? And ownership, yeah. you know. Yep. Where, as someone like, I don't know, I feel like Red Sox, Yankees, like those are clear fan bases that could 
potentially make a difference in a decision like that where as Cubs fan base may not necessarily play that part, you know. Yeah, and well, especially when like, you know, everybody knows about the Yankees twenty seven championships. And right. you yeah. know, but you know, you have fan bases that expect to win. And I'm not saying the yeah. Cubs fan base doesn't expect to win, but you make well, a lot of questionable yeah, I mean, moves. You be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean like after 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 you've had success and you let yeah. it go so I don't want to say easily, but it doesn't always yeah. come out looking like the best moves. Yeah. To correct. win again. Whereas yeah. you know, the Red Sox look like they were selling everybody off after the Mookie Betts trade <laughs> and everything, and now all of a sudden they're back in it. Like, you know, they're a contender right. last year. They're still looking to be a contender this year. They signed Trevor Story to a huge deal. Yep. And hell, even the teams like, you know, the Blue Jays with all their young guns, they you know, right. they're landing like the Cubs back in 2015, 2016. Yeah. Yep. I know. Being a Cubs fan is, is difficult. It's complex. <laughs> and I don't know. I I really want them to win. But again, growing up as a Cubs fan, that never really experienced them winning a whole lot I mean I was just happy I got to see one in my lifetime <laughs> that's basically what it comes down yeah to. I mean after a hundred years to see the one right definitely has a as an impact there oh like I feel like the closest one before that was in 03 you know with the whole um Bartman thing like that was the closest they were gonna get in those that playoff series I feel like yeah, and I mean, like, the funny thing is both Chicago teams kind of have the same issues. <laughs> yeah. Like, with winning, I mean, the White Sox won in 05 and, like, a super dominating playoff as a whole. Yeah. And yet, like, never gets talked about, which is, you know, the whole White Sox model, right? Underrated underdog, yeah. no one gives a shit. And if that would ever change, I think the fan base would retaliate because everybody would be like, no, this is bullshit, stop. <laughs> Stop praising us because this isn't our thing. This is not how this works. Oh, um, I but, know. But yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting for sure. We want to transition over to another Chicago team that we both love. I'm ready. The Blackhawks. Ah, uh, knife right to the heart this season, man. <laughs> right. And then the knife one knife right to the heart. The one question I want to bring with it, because there's not a lot to talk about that isn't no. set in stone or whatever, but this is very similar to the Cubs situation, is the Jonathan Tay situation. Uh, another one. One of my favorite guys. I absolutely love him and adore him, but he's just going through some stuff right now, I think. Yeah, and I mean, if we just, like, quick timeline over for anybody who doesn't know, uh... Going into last season, twenty to twenty-one, started late. Reports come in; he's not at camp. He's not feeling well. Down with illness. Doesn't play the whole season. Oh, uh, like midway through the year last year, I think we got told that he was okay. Like it wasn't like something that like he wasn't dying or anything like that. He's right, good to go. We go in this year, so he hasn't necessarily played hockey for. I guess a whole year because he played in the playing tournaments in 20. Uh, had a rough season this year, but contract's coming up, and his displeasure is, is on display. 
rumor yeah, mills have very been much so. churning for months. Uh, Brandon Hagel got traded, and he did not like that. I don't think a lot <laughs> of the fan base didn't like the Bagel getting traded, but there was definitely a displeasure there when the comments coming out was basically, you know, like this team, but I don't know what we're doing, so I don't know if I want to like this team anymore. <laughs> well, I, and to touch back, back on Cave, like, this is just so uncharacteristic of him, like, and that's why I feel like it needs to be taken seriously. You know what I mean? Like, he is the guy that is very calm, cool, collected, but, like, when he gets upset, I feel like something is actually wrong. And that, as a fan, that's what I think. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. clearly they had a rough season. Clearly he's not having it. Like, it's just some changes need to be made. And I don't know if it's being headed in the correct direction. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's definitely, it's it's an issue for, like, like you're looking at it from the fan perspective. Like, I think most fans, you know, if you're going to look at financial reasons on teams, you have right. to be that deep involved to be, you know, knowing who gets paid what. And it's easy, you know, knowing the big players, like, dropping facts, like me talking right. about Trevor Story's contract or this contract. But at the end of the day, I don't follow the financials enough to be like, oh, my God, they're over the limit because I don't care. I want to <laughs> see the stuff that happens on the field. I'm not worried about the monetary amounts as a fan because right. I, can't, I can't do anything about that, and I'm not watching a game <laughs> to know how much. Now, I might say, like, hey, that player might not be worth the money. Right. You know? But, about as far as it'll go. Yeah, but then, like, I'm, I'm looking for the expectations from there. And I think in, like, the Tay situation, it's it's not a financial thing. It's not a – it's a it's a deep-seated issue with how the organization's mm-hmm. been the last few years. Yeah, correct. And he's – I mean, is, is it relevant that maybe he, he just wants to win again? And continue on? I mean, possibly, yes. But I think he understands that you need to grow and develop and make those right choices and right picks in order to be winning again. But I I don't know. It's just been a really rough season, I feel like. And then, like, COVID through a loop and everything, too, I feel like. I mean, obviously, with everything, it really changed the, the dynamic of hockey, I feel like. You know, with them barely traveling and the rules and things changing—not the rules of the game, but like as far as contact and things like that—I feel like really they haven't had a great season since I don't know, maybe 2018, even if that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, when we look at when we look at Tays Kaner, right? Because like everyone else yeah. is gone. Yeah, you know, they're everybody. it. They're it. Um, yeah. they know what, you know, specifically those two know what a championship team looks like. Yeah. You know, they had three different ones that had different guys on them, same guys on them, whatever. And I, I, I think you look at the Hagel trade. I think Taze really thought Hagel was one of those guys. Like if we have him, yeah, you know, he's an important piece. That's why he was so adamant. Like, why are we trading this guy Correct. out of everyone else? I like, agree. you know, like, I don't know if Flurry was going to be the goalie to, bring us another ring at all but which is why i didn't speak on that but hagel was one of those guys where he's like hey i've I've played with a guy like this before right like we need to do something about keeping him and they're not making those decisions so 
I mean, yeah, and then if it if they end up trading him or he plays out the season or whatever, like he's already submitted himself. Like the statue's gonna get built. Yeah. You know, he's hit the thousand game mark. He's done a lot. If he can he has. play better next season, so be it. If he has to leave, so be it. Um right side, Kaner says he doesn't want to play another team ever. You know, I know. To... I always think about like, but when is their time up? You know what I mean? Like, when is Kane and Taze? Like, when is their time up? And that's what scares me. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, Kane wants to break every Blackhawks record, so I think he'll, you know, yeah. he's willing to resign with the team as long as the team's willing to. Right. And then we all know in this modern, you know, this modern decade of sports. Star players have so much power to leave oh, yeah. if they want to, and I it might not be as prevalent in hockey as it is in like the NBA being the biggest one, and then the NFL underneath that. But there's you know guys given I don't want to say giving up on a franchise, but wanting to leave for different opportunities, and then you got guys who want to stay with a franchise, but the franchise has to say like, hey. You got to go, and and you're right. Like, when is it? Are is that going to come for us? Right. I think about that more. Well, obviously, last year was a scare with Hayes because we didn't know like his health situation or whatever. But now I feel like it's even more in danger with the way he's feeling with the team and the organization. And I just hope that Kane doesn't follow. I know that. He wants to be a Blackhawk. I know he wants to stay there, but I do also worry about that. Yeah, and then that's what makes like the Seth Jones signing. Yeah, even like you know where you're like, okay, this is this is good, and then when you have a season like now, you're like, well, it was good, but what's the next step? Because we just you know gave him a lot of money, but we're gonna right at what cost? Why? Why are we gonna get you know lose our two captains? You know, right? Um, I don't know. I have, I have higher hopes next season. So <laughs> yeah, I think every everyone does. I think it's a hold your Playoffs breath season, right? Yeah, end of or beginning of May. That's what I thought. Yeah, I don't know. Hockey hasn't been. I mean, the Blackhawks haven't been doing fantastic, so. I don't know. It's it's hard to keep up when your team is is not doing great. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're the drive to watch, and then even the games they're supposed to win this season, they lost. Like it's, right, it's, I, yeah. <laughs> it's a heartbreak season where it's like I, I, you know, the games they won where you know you're kind of like, oh wow, they won, okay, and then you got the games like okay, maybe I'm going to watch this game because it's the Savers. Yeah. All right, you guys should beat the Savers. And then, you know, you <laughs> lose to the Savers, and you're kind of like, well, uh. Well, great. I mean, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad they beat the Sharks the other night for Pat Foley's last game. So, thank, thank God they yeah, pulled that um, out. I know. It's going to be, it's not going to be the same with Pat Foley. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, that was a that was an emotional pregame. I was watching that. It was. It was emotional in game too. People just kept <laughs> visiting and stuff. It was it was crazy. That's right. I just feel like being a Chicago sports fan in general is just its own genre of being. 
a sports fan. Oh, I love it. That's exactly why I'm a Chicago sports fan because it is <laughs> the most. Like I don't have favorite teams. If you know me, for anyone who knows I me, I I don't. <laughs> I just like sports. There's teams I prefer. Yeah. There's teams I don't like, but I just like the games themselves. I like more race car drivers than I do favorite teams. <laughs> but the Chicago fandom ride that you go through and that you experience with other Chicago fans, there's nothing like it. Because the highs yeah, are so it's... high and the lows are just brutal. <laughs> they are so brutal. But it's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> and I love it. Absolutely love it. It is pretty great. I mean, that's why you stick around because you have hope. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the Bears are just the greatest. <laughs> like, if you if you don't experience emotional roller coasters, follow the Bears. Yeah. Follow some fans on You'll Instagram, Twitter. Ride that wave, and you will have you will experience things you didn't think you could experience. Or get angry at sports that you never thought you would get angry about. But it happens. <laughs> and, and then that luck carries over. When the Bulls finally get good again, they get all hurt. And now <laughs> about to possibly get stomped by Milwaukee. But I covered this in episode four, uploading Tuesday. Um, I love it. But, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's fun. Chicago sports, it's great. But I love going to all of the games. I feel like each one is such an experience. I read on, well, let's be honest. When people say I read on, they actually meant I watched on TikTok these days. But I watched on TikTok that like Wrigley is one of the most is the most expensive like place to go to for baseball this year. Between tickets and food and alcohol, it is the most expensive place to go to. And that, yeah, and the Bears are like I believe the Bears are the most expensive football ticket. Are they? With yeah. with the smallest stadium in the league too. And possibly one of the crappiest teams in the league. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it's insane ticket ticket prices are insane no matter what. But yeah, I mean, if we want to like go into like a little bit of Cubs drama with the ownership, you know. Biblical yeah. losses, but all of a sudden he decided he was, you know, he dropped out of buying Chelsea, but decided he wanted to try buying Chelsea, one of the, you know, top teams in the Premier League. I know. I was really confused by that. So I don't like follow soccer. I mean, I, I know about it and I, I've watched it, but I I got the ESPN notification and I was like, wait, isn't that a soccer team? I don't understand the, the draw, the of wanting to buy a soccer team, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, reports that, like, David Griffin from the Cavs, was he, like, there was, like, a partnership buy that would have happened into oh. it. But at the same time, like, I think a lot of people looked at it. Chelsea fans didn't want them to buy it because no. of all the stuff that happened with the Cubs. Like, they know. They're, right. they're like, we don't want you as an ownership. Like, we don't want to be a part of this. This is, you know, like, <laughs> The fandom over there with soccer is crazily different than, you know, than most fandoms here in the U.S. There's a couple, like, there's a couple team fandoms, not sport fandoms. Like, this is straight up in the U.S. team fandoms, like Steelers fans, Philly fans, like, 
<laughs> you know, there's there's some like specific fandoms that are hardcore. Soccer over there, every team's fans and city. Yeah. You know, like there's sections like they are the most intense fans ever. So if they don't like you and don't want you, you you got a lot of people you know against it. you. You yeah. know, like it's a different face. Like I don't think we're ever. I think some fan groups are intense here in the U.S., but it is nothing compared to what happens Soccer. over there because everyone has the yeah. same opinion there's not like i don't think there's mixed fan opinions in a group like it's one way or another with everything and they all agree on it yeah I so, someone will probably like I tell me that. i'm wrong there probably is mixed opinions but i feel like you know when they boo <laughs> everyone's booing there's not someone that's like guys it's okay like they're trying their best like there isn't that guy like it's no, everyone's unhappy but there's yeah. also so much it's- more that goes into their soccer league with being in the top rankings to going to the bottom rankings that, you know, you get punished right. if you suck and no one wants to suck. So. <laughs> uh, I know. I, I was very confused by that decision, but I'm, I'm glad they didn't buy the soccer team. So. Very glad. Yeah. By the sounds of the Cubs prices, they were, that was the funding that was going to go into it. <laughs> We bounce away from sports. Okay. The, the, the new Thor trailer. My man today. Thor, Chris Hemsworth, my number one. What do you think of that trailer? So, I'm really excited. Um, I have lots of thoughts about it. One, I think the soundtrack is going to be amazing. <laughs> As always, I feel like. Um, two, you know, in this new Marvel universe, everything is about the multiverse. And I feel like this Thor trailer was like very nostalgic Thor. Like they didn't bring up the multiverse. It is literally about Thor and Asgard and, you know, being who he wants to truly be. And I really kind of enjoy that. I kind of miss the old the old Marvel. I'm putting up quotation marks. <laughs> the old Marvel. Yeah. Um, I think, so, yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, it has that vibe. I mean, obviously, same director, Taika Waititi, you know, yeah, Thor Ragnarok. It definitely has that feel to it. A lot yeah. of locations in the movie, so it looks like you're, you know, you're going on that adventure again where we're going to yeah. see a lot of things and a lot of places. Um, I don't... But you're right. Like, I don't think this has anything to do with the multiverse, which is fine. I think, you know, a more streamlined story that just makes sense without overcomplicating itself. Yeah. And letting other people deal with it. I feel like the Guardians might complicate it a little bit. But other than that, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, and then plus, like, Doctor Strange is dealing with the multiverse. We'll let him do his thing. Right. Um, we got to get through him first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which comes out in May, and then Thor comes out in July. And I think they actually both come out in the 8th of their perspective months, which is kind of funny. What does that mm-hmm. mean? Huh. But I, don't... I thought, I don't know if I was surprised by the trailer, like what happened in it, because obviously like, we know like he's going from fat to press right. Thor to like normal Thor. We already saw the photos. Even Chris Hemsworth like, posting on Instagram. like Right. Thor's in shape again. Um, 
it just seemed like a weird, I don't know if I want to say it seemed like a weird vibe. I don't know. It wasn't what I was expecting, I guess. Same. At least the trailer. I didn't know what I was expecting. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, it seemed, we knew the Guardians would be in it or whatever, but I think Mm -hmm. it was more that vibe of, uh, I don't even know what to describe it. I think the more, like, uh, the emotional monologue that was kind of being said behind it yeah. was more of the, uh, like, oh, I wasn't expecting yeah, that to I be agree. said through it. Um, one of the little things that I did catch that was my favorite, so, in you know, in the trailer when Fat Thor is working out with the chains or whatever, his little trucker hat says strongest Avenger on it. Did I didn't see, see it. No, I gotta re- I gotta rewatch it. I was watching it on my phone, <laughs> on Instagram. wasn't turning sideways on me. I gotta watch it on the full screen. No, I saw that and I started dying. I was like, "This is perfect." No, I think it's gonna be good. I think that it's gonna maybe tie up some ends for Thor, and we could see Jane in action, which I'm excited about. And then Valkyrie also um, looks like she's playing an important role as well. Yeah, it looks like it has a whole Thor kind of group that got set up from Ragnarok. Is yeah, returning. <laughs> yeah, Korg's back and Thor's back. And obviously, like, the Guardians played their role because he leaves with them at the end of Endgame. And then right. everything. So it's, inter- it's going to be... I think it's going to be fun. I, th- I think it's going to be fun. I hope it's going to be fun. I heard, I don't know this for a fact, I heard that Christian Bale's the villain in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Gore the God That's Butcher. Exciting. I love Christian Bale. Makeup looks really good. I mean, at least, I don't know, because I don't think it showed him in the trailer at all. Or if it did, it was really quick. Yes, I think so too. I think it was like a very brief second, but... But I saw the like, Marvel Legends toy line that they come out with. Um, yeah. And the figure looked good. I mean, like, it's it's a toy at the end of the day, but if you see these things, you know, like, everyone who's an actor, like, the ones that are based on the MCU show or movies, they right. look really, you know, they look like them. And right. the, the Christian Bale photos I've seen and that, like, it doesn't look like him. So, which is kind of cool, because, like, when... uh I don't want to put it, when he's a villain, he looks like a, I like when the villains don't look like people, especially when it's not a person. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. It makes it more, I guess, authentic, authentic in a sense to the movie. And then you're not standing there watching, being like, oh, this is what Batman's up to. Right. <laughs> I know, poor guy, never going to get away from Batman and psych- American Psycho, I feel like. But I'm excited. If we're rolling with this theme, though, like, the Doctor Strange movie looks wild. It does, and I'm a Wanda fan, whether she's good, bad, evil, or nothing. Wanda is my girl, and she's going to rule the universe. I'm very convinced. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where the route goes. I've avoided any additional trailers. Like, when the first main trailer dropped, I, like, watched it. Yeah. Instagram's been lighting up with, uh... Like, you know, Marvel's been posting, like, additional scenes or, like, trailers or whatever. 
and oh, I'm yeah. just like, I'm not going to watch anything else because I just, you know, <laughs> I want to be surprised by everything, but I also don't want, like, anything to be given away. Yeah. There's so many, like, theories and uh, thoughts about what's going to happen, and it's so hard to keep them all straight, you know? And I wasn't, like, I'm not a comic book, re- book reader, so, like, I don't know the history behind all of these, you know, movies. Um, I keep up with them really well, but um, I feel like all these people who read the comic books are just, like, so much more in-depth with these movies. Yeah, I And mean, I'm just sitting here like, <laughs> yay, it's Thor and Wanda. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's comparable stuff, but at, at this point in time, you know, it's, there's so much different now that compared on what whatever they might be based on previously, whether it's a book from right. the 80s or the 90s or the early 2000s or the 60s, wherever. Yeah. There's so much different based on writing, based on modern stuff, etc., that, you know, I don't even know what to expect going forward. Right. And even some of the stuff that I'm hearing is something I would never have expected them to bring in in the first place. Yeah, I know. I saw the the conspiracy for the the uh, the zombies coming into this um, Doctor Strange movie from the what if the what if um, series. Yep. And it's just. <laughs> I just don't want them to complicate it even more than it already is, you know? Yeah, and I think I think that even goes in the, uh, and not just that show, It's it comes down to, like, one of those adventure movies, I think, like, how, if you run into these other versions of these characters, you know, how, how quick is it on the scene? Is it, like, they're at the location, then they leave, are they here, is... Are they going to run into someone that plays a particular role? Like, I think in the trailer, like, evil Doctor Strange is prominently in the trailer, or some version of He could not be evil. He could just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever, you know, <laughs> exactly. whatever whatever they're dubbing him as, or whatever that character's story is. Um, You know, how many of these additional multiverse versions are actually playing a role or not? You know, that's yet to be seen. Um, And then could, yeah, and it could overly complicate a lot of stuff. Like... Do you think that Marvel is losing some fans because of how complicated it's getting? No, I think it would be more, I mean, this is coming from, like, I want, not the benefit of the doubt, but, like, you have, if you can make something complicated, you just have to write a good story behind it. Yeah. And the problem with anything going forward is that there if we're, you know, if we're looking at everything, I don't think any of the films since Endgame, or, you know, besides Spider-Man, Spider-Man was the first one where I think, well, one, you had a returning character. It was no one new. Right. Like Shang-Chi or The Internals. But neither one of those movies were, in my opinion, amazingly fun. No. To drag me into that. something. So, yeah, I think it's just... uh What can you do to draw people back in and, and and care again? Yeah, I don't, and I don't think Shang-Chi or The Eternals was that. Like, I think they were great movies, but I, I think you and I have talked about it before. Like, they're trying to make these 
secondary characters like the Avengers again, and it's just it's just not happening. I don't feel like. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. If you go through comic history, like they've tried killing off Steve before for Captain America. Yeah, they've tried killing Tony Stark. I mean, they did kill Tony Stark. Multiple times. Yeah. Um, Thor has been killed and disappeared and come back and sacrificed himself again. You know, they, they've they tried getting rid of the A-listers before to bring in new versions of them. Some of those yeah. new versions worked. Some of them didn't work. You know, but eventually they've always gone back to it. And this is the problem that a medium-like film right. will run into. Rather, it's actors wanting to do it anymore or actors not wanting to do it anymore or too old. Right. Now, you know, they've introduced the Sam Wilson Captain America, keeping the Captain America character alive. Yeah. Um, there still might be some Iron Man stuff in the future um, in some extent. But when you have the A-list characters gone and you're trying to go through the rest of the roster, it's much harder to do because familiarity's not there. Right, exactly. And I think that's, I mean, uh, you know, talk, you know my dad, he is just about all this stuff as you and I are, and he's just slowly losing interest because it's not the same, you know, and it's hard to keep up with and it's, different storylines i mean i haven't gotten to um what is it moon knight yet yep. i haven't watched that yet but i feel like that storyline is very like dark and twisty and that's that's not marvel you know so i think they're branching out a bit which could potentially be a good thing but we shall see yeah yeah i mean it really is making making someone care about a character they've never heard of before yeah exactly and that, I mean, that's tough in any equation, but that's exactly why there's, you know, I want to say, like, it feels like there's, like, 15 Batman movies, but there's not. But, like, there's there's a reason why, you know, that has happened. There's a reason why that has happened with Spider-Man. Yeah. The problem concerned with, like, anything else is that if you were to make another Captain America movie with Steve Rogers at some point in time, a lot, you know, a lot's going to change in that opinion, you know, rather you dump the whole MCU follow theme through or not, and you just start making movies again, or however you would want to put it, which maybe this whole multiverse thing can set that up. Unfortunately, it'd be a new actor just like watching Batman over again, but, I mean, it's a possibility. There is, but I don't know, I'm willing to give it a chance, you know, I feel like I'm hoping Thor, you know, Love and Thunder can bring it back to, you know, caring again about these characters and the Marvel Universe. And hopefully Doctor Strange can tie up some ties and questions that myself and I'm sure a lot of people have about what's actually going on. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll definitely have to. It's definitely a wait and see. These are the, you know, now the second and third movies of returning characters. Yeah. And I think that's what everybody's waiting to see. Like these are finally coming out. Yeah. And let's see what ride they take us on. Um Yeah, the new Batman 
came on HBO Max today. I saw it was supposed to. I haven't watched it because I can't, you know, growing up in the, the Twilight era, I cannot see Robert Pattinson as Batman. Every time I see him, I just think of him as a vampire, which is kind of like Batman. But Sparkly vampire. I just can't wrap my brain around it. Yeah, I mean, I think you have a, the criticism a lot of people or, or thought yeah. process that going into it. Yeah, I've yet to watch it either, but I'd say this was a great conversation. Thank you for joining. I agree. Of course, I can't wait. Maybe next month you'll actually be living at my house for a little bit so we can actually do this in person. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I have an idea for the episode that I think would be kind of I'm fun. Ready. Um, and for everyone looking forward to it, special announcement, Oak and Buckets, Indy 500 Spectacular, starts in May, massive coverage of the Indy 500 races, conversations, everything, it'll be a blast, looking forward to that. It's gonna be great, I will be there, and it'll be a good time, Anthony is all about the drivers and knows all the great information and I'm just there for the booze. So <laughs> I think a lot of people are. But it'll be fun. Everybody look forward <laughs> it'll to that. Be a great time. Thanks for joining me. me. If you made it this far, thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>